You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Hello and welcome to The Conversation Caravan, young podcasters interviewing authors and visual storytellers at Scribblers Festival 2022. This is Leela and Lucinda with children's and young adult author Wei Chim. The Sydney-based Chinese-American Aussie writer grew up in New York speaking Cantonese with her family and often explores diasporic identity in her writing. Hi, I'm Leela. And I'm Lucinda. And, and we're, we're here, here with, with Wei Chim. What's your favorite author or book that you've read? Ooh, my favorite author or book that I've read. So when I was growing up, I was really, I really loved reading The Joy Luck Club by Alice Pong. So that's a, sort of an adult book, but it was one of the first books that I read that really reflected the Chinese American experience because I grew up Chinese American. And when I was growing up, I didn't really read a lot of books that were about people like me and stuff. So yeah, so that was one of the books that I really connected with. I read it probably as a teenager, so maybe about 16 or so, but it just was the first time I was like, hey, there's people speaking Chinese. And English in a book. This is really awesome. This is like me. So, yeah. That's great. I totally understand that because I'm mixed race as well. And like to see people that reflect who you are is really great in books. Absolutely. And it's so important, I think. And it's so great now that there are a lot more books like that out there to kind of reflect all those different experiences and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, I'm I'm really blessed to be able to contribute to that as well. Yeah. Um, How do you get inspiration for your writing? Most of my inspiration when I write is probably going to come from my own personal experiences, but also from observing the world around me. I think, um, yeah, the best inspiration is just your what you know and stuff. Um, for me, a lot of times, it's me trying to figure out something that I don't quite understand. So with my latest book, The Surprising Power of a Good Dumpling, I really wanted to write a story about mental health in Asian communities because it was something that I knew um, I didn't understand a whole lot about. I knew there was a lot of stigma around it, but it wasn't something that I felt like I had a good message or a good grasp of what I wanted to say. So I wrote a book about it to kind of figure out how I wanted to approach that topic, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you like most about being a writer? What do I like the most about being a writer? Um, I think for me, it's really comforting to be able to write. I think for me, I really enjoy the writing process, the discovery process, kind of um, creating characters and also kind of learning about the characters, learning about what they think, how they um, react to certain situations and really unearthing sort of um, the, the... the the essence of them and then I also really like solving problems I think for me like solving I I, I love puzzles and I feel like a, writing a book is just like like unveiling and on basically yeah solving a giant puzzle how is everything going to fit together so I really like that experience of putting everything together and stuff like that so yeah so those are definitely the kind of the fun parts of writing the parts I don't like are you know the editing the re-editing and the, all those things but you know you have to do that part as well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, how do you overcome writer's block? Oh, that is a very, very good question. And writer's block is very, very real. Um, I had some really good advice from another writer. His name was John Scott. Um, and he said that to overcome writer's block, you can always research your way out. And I've kind of leaned on that a lot of times where I feel really, really stuck and I'm not entirely sure. I read, basically. And um, if you keep reading and you keep researching um, and finding, uncovering more things, suddenly your mind will go, oh, that's really curious. Or I want to find out more about that. Or what do I think about that? And that will give you some more inspiration. 
That's worked maybe 90% of the time. And then the other 10%, you're just kind of staring at the blank page and it is just what it is. And you just have to be patient because your brain just takes some time and you have to be kind to yourself as a writer and let it just work its way through it. Yeah, not like force yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of similar of a question, but where do you get inspiration for your books? Or are there any specific scenarios that have inspired the books you've written? Yeah, so um, I've written, my inspiration kind of comes from my own personal experiences, but um, I'm also really lucky to have experiences from other, um, from people who are close to me. So Freedom Swimmer was a book that I wrote in 2016, and it's actually based on the story of my father. So my father was, uh, when he was growing up in China, some terrible stuff was happening there, and he swam from China to Hong Kong to escape um, poverty, political situations, and stuff like that. So that was an amazing story um, that was really of course inspired me because I didn't know a lot about my dad's history and stuff like that so I wanted to write that story and write about that um, write about that journey and what it was like for him so yeah so that's also where I guess I can get inspiration from and was very lucky that he was very generous in giving me that that um, information and helping me write the book so yeah so a lot of things from my own experience definitely um We've both read Freedom Swimmer, and we just want to know, where does Ming end up at the end of the story? Oh, great question. Um, So, yeah, so thank you for reading Freedom Swimmer. It is such an important book to me. So, yeah, um, Ming does just end up in the States. So, yeah, so um, Ming is the most reflective character of my father. Um, So, yeah, so when he um, kind of uh, goes on the boat, and a little bit of a spoiler here, but when he goes on the boat and everything, it is supposed to be reflective of him um, arriving in the U.S. and reconnecting with Lee um, at the end. So he should should technically be living in the States and kind of, I like to think, kind of living the life that my dad ended up living and having a nice daughter who ends up being a writer. (laughs) So, like, are there any books you've read, like, not your favorite necessarily, but, like, are there any that have had a story that stayed with you or have a lasting impact on you? Yeah, I read a lot of books that kind of stay with me, and I think for very, very different reasons. Um, today we were talking in the Scribblers, um, you know, a book that really changed my life, and it's a, such a simple example, but I remember when I was a little girl, um, I read Where the... Uh, where the Red Fern Grows by Wilson Rolls. And it's just a very simple book about a boy and his love for two dogs. Um, it's a very old book, but it was the first book that I remember making me cry. And I really, really felt for these dogs, basically. I, you always feel for the animals. But I remember thinking that this is the power of story, that I don't know who, you know, I'm not even watching a movie or something like that. I'm bawling tears at a story in a book and, you know, being really impacted by that. And I think, um, yeah, so that always stayed with me as how powerful stories are and how powerful narrative is. And how powerful your imagination is that you can connect with that. So yeah, I think that's an example of um, how something has really stayed with me. But I read a lot of books that kind of I get really affected by. Um, one of the ones I think this year I read um, that really affected me that way. Um, maybe not this year, but a few. A recent example is probably Invisible Boys by um, yeah by Holden Shepard. You guys are nodding, which is fantastic. But it was really powerful story because I hadn't read a story like that, and I remember thinking, wow, this is a great, great story, and it really stayed with me. I think so. Yeah. So every now and then I'll remember a story or read a story like that and be like this is something that I'm really impacted by yeah 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 um, did you have any other job before you were a writer? And, like, what was that job? So that's actually interesting. I actually still have more jobs and many jobs. Um, so I'm a writer, but I'm not a full-time writer. I'm actually a business system analyst. So I work in IT, essentially. Um, and it's actually funny because I tried to be a full-time writer. When I first started writing um, and I wrote my first books, uh, I thought, okay, cool, I should become a full-time writer. And I quit my job as sort of a, um, I worked in marketing and, you know, kind of, 
basically I wrote a little bit of code and stuff like that. But because I decided to actually just be creative, I actually didn't feel right. And it was my husband who said to me, you have to go back to work. So um, because I just felt like I was just doing the creative stuff, but I wasn't doing the analytical coding stuff that I also really enjoyed. So yeah, so I have actually two full-time jobs um, in that way. And I love both of them equally in very, very different ways. And I think it's just the way I like to enjoy my life is to have, um, yeah, a really analytical coding problem solving type, you know, figure out the bugs and everything and then be really creative and imaginative on the other side of my career. And I, yeah, that works for me, but everyone is really different and I'm really lucky to be able to be able to do both of those things that I really enjoy. So yeah. So if you guys like coding as well, that's really, really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I like IT at school and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's great and stuff. And it's really cool. And I think, you know, before you kind of had to only like one thing, but you can yeah. love books and you can love IT and you can love so many things. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So as a writer, like, if, have you ever received criticism? And if you did, like, how did you respond to it? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think being a writer, half of the half of the thing is to how do you take on feedback, and it's such an important part of learning to be a writer. And yes, you always get criticism. Um, for every book I've written, um, my publisher will always say, "I don't like this," or you know, my editor will say, "This isn't working," or "This character isn't you know at all." And basically, you have to take it on board. So the important thing is to feel your feelings. If you feel criticism, it's okay to feel defensive. It's okay to feel like they're wrong. How dare they criticize my brilliant work? Totally good to feel that way. Totally valid to do that. And it's also important after you feel those feelings to look at it from an intellectual sort of analytical point of view and try and interrogate what's going on in that feedback. Why are they saying that? It may not be exactly the reason they're saying, but there might be something else there. So it's important to kind of have a bit of a, you know, be emotional and it's okay, but also to think um, strategically about it and to take on board because then your story gets better. So the most important thing is that at the end of the day, it's not your feelings. It's about the best story that you can tell. So, And it's okay to disagree with them after you've had that thought, but really have spend some time interrogating that feedback and making sure that, you know, yeah, whether you're creating the best story. Yeah. Yeah. Like constructive criticism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. 100%. Um, when you were younger, did you think you were going to be a writer or did you think you were going to pursue a different career? Yeah, I think I didn't think I was going to be a writer when I was a kid, but I was always writing. And I think I that was how I fell into being a writer. Um, I, as a teenager and as a young person, I was always, I had a journal. And um, because I was an only child, I actually didn't have like siblings to talk to and stuff like that. So I wrote everything down to try and understand a lot of stuff that was going on. You know, there was a lot of, I read some of that. And it's very like, oh my God, I was so into this boy. You know, all these things that like, you know, all this emotion and stuff I always wrote down. But I didn't think I was going to be a writer. It was just something that I did. But then when I got older as a as an adult, I realized that this was what I always did. This was what, um, you know, meant the most to me. So that's why I decided that actually this is what I what is important to me and how I decided that I wanted to become a writer is because I was always writing. So, yeah, but definitely would have been surprised. I think I wanted to be a lawyer. I think I wanted to be a business person and a CEO. I don't know. I'm, I liked IT. I don't know. I still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's OK, too, even yeah. as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Like so, when you write, do you like line everything up and plan it out, or do you just like kind of are kind of chaotic when you do it? Like, 
Um, I'm a pretty. They 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 always say you've heard of the plotter versus the pantser. Have yeah. you heard that before? I'm definitively a pantser. Um, it's very chaotic. It's always messy. Um, I can kind of sometimes I'll make an outline mostly because publishers ask us to make outlines yeah. for the, because they want to believe that you you know what you're doing and I can make an outline, but it is not what ends up in the story. So um, and I've recognized that um, that works what works for me. So yeah, but definitely chaos is is. King and I let it be chaos. Eventually, it'll come together. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Apart, of course, like in Freedom Summer, um, Ming is based off of your dad. Are there any other characters that are based off of people in real life? I think elements of um characters are always based on people, but I think um probably I just pull elements uh from people I know and stuff like that. Freedom Summer less so. I think Freedom Summer I um aside from Ming being based on my dad, I think the rest of them I just kind of created characters that would match with Ming's story and kind of be the counterbalance. So Lee, well Ming's really shy, Lee's really confident and I needed that kind of balance between those characters and Tian as well is really cocky and really like, you know, kind of in your face and stuff. And I needed that balance. Um for my some of my other books like The Surprising Power of a Good Dumpling, I definitely based characters off of people I knew and some of them were not um, very nice people and I have not very nice people that I definitely have in mind. Um, if you've read the book, it's uh, there's a guidance counselor there called Miss Kennedy and she's kind of the worst and I know exactly who my Miss Kennedy is and everyone I talk to, they go, yeah, I know a Miss Kennedy too. So we all know a character like that, which yeah. is great because yeah. they're archetypes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that you're going to like continue writing for like ever or like I don't know like yeah I, I don't know if I'll continue well I will eventually die unless yeah, they come yeah. up with this immortal thing yeah I, I'm pretty sure that I can't do it forever that's yeah but um I hope that I'll always as long as I have feel like I have more stories to tell I think um I do like the writing process so even if I don't publish another book or something like that I think I'll always be trying to like work out some kind of story or some kind of mystery or talk about something so we're hoping that um I will still as long as I have more stories to tell I will try and write them and we'll see what happens with them so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, do you have any specific genres that are like your favorite to read? Oh, I love reading a lot of everything. Um, I always love reading contemporary. Contemporary young adult is just really great because I think it always it talks about really um, important issues and stuff that's happening in the world right now. And those are the kind of things we need to talk about. But um, yeah, I read a lot of different things. I'm not, um, right now I'm really into science fiction and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's always nice to kind of imagine futuristic worlds and stuff. So yeah, but I think I, I'm not pretty. The only one I don't read a lot of is horror. And that's just because I'm very easily terrified of things and I don't like having nightmares. I like to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so there are a lot of, like, younger writers now. Like, what advice would you give to people like that? Yeah, um, I think if you're a young person who's trying to r- write, um, I definitely think that you should... Um, be kind to yourself, I think. That would be my first thing. I think it's really easy to get bogged down with all the, am I doing this right? Am I, you know, I'm feeling like it's really, being really critical of your own work. And I think the most important thing is to be kind to yourself, allow your time, give yourself the place to feel and play. I think play is so important. Don't worry too much of a, oh, this is the type of book that I want to write. These are the types of stories that they're publishing. I'm going to write that kind of thing. Write the story that feels right to you and give yourself that space to just, um, yeah, kind of take your time and embrace everything. And yes, seriously be kind to yourselves everyone I think it's so easy to get caught up in a lot of the stuff 
It's happening in the world, you know, people cancel culture, everything. Everyone's terrified of everything. Oh my God, can I say this? And 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 it's okay. It's it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be okay. So please, please, please be kind to yourselves and to one another. Yeah, definitely like on social media you're afraid to say like what you're thinking and if someone doesn't agree with that. Absolutely. And everyone is struggling with that. I yeah. think, you know, as teens, as adults, we're all sort of not sure how to navigate it. And we're all going to make mistakes. And that's okay. It's to give yourself that space and allowance to make mistakes and own your mistakes. Say, hey, yeah, cool. I did something that was a little bit not great. Okay, now I'm a better person now and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that would, I hope that that's where we're all going through and stuff. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough out yeah. there right now. Yeah. 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 What does your writing space look like? What does my writing space look like? I'm very, um, I write, I, my writing space is a lovely desk um, in my house. And basically it has a lovely window and everything. But most importantly, it has my cat sleeping on a little basket beside me and stuff. He's not always there, but often he's there. And that's really comforting to have that and um, have, 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 have him be a part of my presence. And I'm hoping that um, he'll be a part of my books soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like we're out of time for this, but thank you for coming in and talking with us. Thank you. It was really nice to have you. Oh, thank you so much. You guys did such an amazing job. They were such wonderful questions, and I'm really privileged and honored to be here to answer your questions. So thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much. That's great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scribblers Radio, recorded on Noongar Buja at the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2022. For all the conversations, more info about the festival, or to be part of our next Conversation Caravan podcasting series, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. If you can hear me, shout yay.